Hi, and welcome to the Big Blue Brothers Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm joined by my brother, Stephen, just a couple of brothers talking the Big Blue. Stephen, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. It's good. Having a, a nice morning drive back from your night shift job? Oh, yeah. Trying to stay awake. Doing this at different time zones is is strange. I'm just getting up and trying to do this before I have to go off to work real quick, and you're doing it as you're leaving to go home. So different types of tired, but maybe both of us a little bit tired. Correct. That's all right. We get to talk about Kentucky basketball, and that's always a blast. We had two games since last time we talked, beat Missouri and Georgia. Get to talk about both of them. Let's hit the Missouri game first. Uh, it was 71-59. to 59. The Cats won. The beginning of the game, I was not – I was a little worried. When you have the first uh, uh, nine points of the game scored by Nick Richards, it's a good thing, but also I, I was I was worried that the rest of the team wasn't going to show up. No, I think it's uh, – well, one, pretty sure Richards has been our most consistent player on the year, so um not saying I expect nine points out of the gate from him, but uh, he's definitely the most consistent. Um, but I think it's not a bad thing that he does that because you know other guys are going to show up quickly to get you some and Maxie obviously so I was alright with it. Yeah, good team ball out though. Yeah, well I I couldn't believe that. I mean even at the end of the the first um, half, Nick had 17 points and the rest of the team had yeah. 14. So he he definitely uh, made us still in the game afterwards. Um, but it was even a slow start for him in the first six minutes. The only points that were scored was off of like a busted play where they threw him the ball, but it, uh, it's worked pretty well. I like, they had a, a stat that they threw up on the TV during the game that kind of showed how Richard's success has been Kentucky's success. Cause that Louisville game we played a while ago, he had 13 points, 10 rebounds. And in the three losses that we've had combined in those three losses to Ohio state, Utah and Evansville, he only had 13 points, 10 rebounds. So when he plays well, we're playing well, and it looks great. I thought Missouri looked, um, at least in the beginning of the game, they looked tougher than we did. Not not later on. We, we got it back up. But they're, they've got one player, Brown, that I just remember a play where he drove straight through three players on a fast break and got right where he wanted to um, in the first half. Did you think that – we came out with the toughness that we needed in that game? Eh, probably not, but, I mean, that's – being at Kentucky a year, everybody's Super Bowl, as Cal Perry likes to say. So, um, you know, everybody's always up for you. You're not always up for them. So, being physical is – a lot of that's just being up for the game. So, you know, I just kind of – unfortunately, with a young team, sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't. And this team hasn't seemed to have gotten it yet, but you got to be tough from the start. So Yeah. I did think one of the things Missouri did well was towards the beginning of the game, they seemed to take away our fast break opportunities. They were really good at getting back on defense, kind of like Louisville was, but we still were able to get some. Um, yeah, and then playing such a slow pace helps with that. You know, they're more deliberate and it slows the game down a lot more, so it's easier to get back. Well, and the game got slowed down a heck of a lot whenever they had in the first half three video reviews that didn't end up doing anything. Why did they go to the monitors so much? I don't understand. I just it, it I feel like games like baseball and football lend themselves to uh 
video review a little bit more because they're a little bit slower paced games and they take longer. But with basketball, I just – when they – because I, I was counting and they went three times in the first half and they never changed anything. They just went and looked and it waited and we came back. And one of the announcers – I hadn't thought of this, but one of the announcers was mentioning, you know, this is great for Missouri. Their whole game plan is slow the game down, get people out of rhythm. That's what, you know, video reviews, any stoppage in the game can kind of do that there. But. Yeah, I, and I don't get why we haven't figured out. Have somebody somewhere else, New York, L.A., wherever this may be, sit there and be able to review the play. So by the time the rest blow the whistle, take the little happy walk over to midcourt to look at the camera, they get the right camera and go, sometimes it takes two minutes. Uh, somebody else who's not at the arena already be looking at it and seeing it or have the fourth official. There's always a fourth official. Let him look at it. So the ones that are in the middle of the game aren't having a mess with it. Yeah. I guess their thing is maybe there's just one guy. Cause it, it maybe is it the guy back in uh like an SEC headquarters? Maybe it's just one guy for several games or something, but that, that would make more sense if you had them watching the game already. So it wasn't like, Hey man, could you get, when you get a second, come look at this. <laughs> so we, we can yeah. keep going with this game. Um, I did think we were lucky in the game uh, with their big guy, Tillman. He was supposed to be, a really big effect on the game, but he got some dumb fouls. He didn't start the game. I forget if he was injured or something for previous games. He's been injured. Yeah, but he like when he came in, he got a foul within the first ten seconds, and the whole time he did. I I feel like he did get Richards frustrated because Richards didn't contribute near as much, at least offensively, in the second half, and ended up fouling out later. Um, but didn't didn't contribute a whole lot. Tillman didn't. No, definitely not. I think I feel like he's he's good, but and he's I, I mean I can't remember his past years, but I feel like just every year he gets in foul trouble against us. I mean I feel like I think that's a big thing for them as a whole. But he's good, but just can't stay out of foul trouble with a dumb foul. So yeah. good for us, I guess. I was uh, really excited about this. Is I mean it's been a few days since the game, but there was one particular possession where we took the lead after we had been down for a little bit where um, we had a switch, and Montgomery and Richards both had to guard a perimeter player. And, like, they switched off on him, and they were guarding a guard and didn't end up getting blown past. They got a block, threw it ahead to quickly, hit a three, led us to take the lead. And I just thought it was good to see. Obviously, Richards been playing well. Um, and then sometimes Montgomery um, is playing well, but not nearly as much. It was good to see kind of them able to come out on the perimeter and play a little defense. Uh, and not just get lost. They've got, at least Richards, he's got really good footwork. Um, I think he played soccer or something growing up, which would make sense. But that uh, that, that was good to see, I thought. But Yeah, Richards definitely has the raw skills. I give him that. Yeah, and I think it's finally catching up. Those, those skills are finally going to be at the same level as his experience where he can actually uh, do this stuff. Um, I, I thought another kind of difference in this game – was the fact that it seemed to be a pretty physical game with Missouri. They were trying to slow it down, um, muck it up, things like that. But this year, Sestina did not seem to play well in this game, whereas last year, our grad transfer, Reed Travis, that would have been the perfect game for him to be big. Uh, so I, I really think that that kind of shows the difference between, you know, we, we know that they're not the same player. Um, but Sestina is going to help us a lot more when we've got, um, you know, teams where he can 
keep up with them on defense so he can hit a few big shots where Reed was kind of the toughness guy for us last year. So we're going to have other guys that have and need to step up to be that toughness guy because it's not necessarily Sestina just because of his body type. He's not able to do all the things that Travis was able to do last year. Yeah, definitely different body type for sure. Let's see. Other things with the game. Uh, Juzang hasn't played much, but he was out sick, so I guess that didn't mess us up much. What did you think about Richard's Euro step? That was kind of <laughs> interesting. Pretty, see there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Not every day you see a seven-footer in college do a Euro step. So. That's, that's a big dude doing that thing. But you know what? He, he says he's been working on it in practice, so maybe he's got some other things that he'll show us uh, later on. Um, but we, we ended up winning the game pretty uh, comfortably. Um, I thought it was interesting at the end of the game, or t- at the last four minutes, I don't know if there was a video that they showed in Rupp or what it was, but Cal had everybody stand for the last four minutes. And it didn't matter much because we were comfortably ahead. Um, but I thought it was kind of a, a nice idea, a way to get Rupp Arena not so dead at, at times. And it was neat to look around and see everyone standing, even just them standing. I feel like if you're standing, it makes you a little bit more involved in the game. Did you like the standing for the last four minutes? Yeah, he did it a couple of years ago. Uh, I know he did it. I'm pretty sure he did it on the uh, – and there was another year he'd done it. Basically, he does it when our team is struggling, mm-hmm. and he tries to get the crowd to stand up to help him whatever in close games or what have you. Um, so I, I know that that's been a thing he's tried before. But, yeah, I mean, I'm all about standing up and cheering. So I, I go to games. People yell at me all the time to sit down, and I just got to tell them I paid for my seat. I yeah. do what I want, or somebody else paid for it and gave it to me, so whatever. But yeah, I have uh, never, I have never understood whenever someone at a sporting event tells you to sit down. Like if if someone behind yeah. you is elderly and they can't stand, or if it's a dis- disabled person or something like that, I understand more. But if like it's an able-bodied person <laughs> that's behind you and they tell you to sit down, like you're at a basketball game, you're supposed to cheer, you're supposed to get up and be excited. That's that's that should be the normal, not the right. oddity at these games yeah but unfortunately all the people in like lower bowl especially are most a lot of them are big money people and they ain't gonna stand up for nothing so yeah well it's more fun anyways um i did think another thing that cal has done that is different that i'm 100 percent positive has changed the team is that he's now wearing a tie i'm pretty sure if i've noticed from the beginning of the year he wasn't, wearing a tie. To notice. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a tie until the Louisville game. Then we played great in that game, and we've won ever since. So I think the key to our success is uh, Cal's got to keep wearing a necktie. That, that's what I think. So, so why did we beat Michigan State without a tie? Um, we just got lucky. That's what it is. I'm just saying that once we got in a funk, the way to get out of the funk was because he's now wearing a tie. Oh, I got you. So if Cal doesn't <laughs> wear a tie, we lose. Exactly. So really the other losses are his fault. Um, but now he's got it fixed, and we're going to go undefeated the rest of the year. All right. Thanks, Ryan. I mean, you've now jinxed the blue <laughs> Saturday. No, that's okay. Um, speaking of jinx, though, we talk about the Georgia game next. We ended up winning that one pretty comfortably, but uh, they kept talking about the free throw shooting and how we were so good at free throw shooting in uh, yeah, we were awful. the season, and then the Georgia game, we sucked. It wasn't even kind of okay. There was a one point when they missed – I know they missed five out of six in the – Three people just shot, or two people that shot the free throws were Maxi, 
I think it was through his Maxie Hagens and quickly quickly went one for two. Maxie and Hagens went zero for four combined. That's just terrible. But they're both eighty-five and above percent free throw shooters. Yeah, despite the awful free throw shooting, we were still able to get what I thought was a pretty impressive win. Our first true road game, if I'm not wrong. Um, I I thought it was a big deal that Mac or that uh, Hagens was able to play in this game. Uh, I wasn't I was scared at the end of that Georgia game uh, when he pulled up on his uh, ankle the way that he did. It looked like an Achilles because there was no contact. The first thing I thought was yeah. an Achilles. Yeah, so that that was huge. Would you say for Hagens to be able to play in that game and to be be able to contribute, not just you know hobble around. Oh yeah, I think he's. He's not our best player, but he is definitely the straw that stirs the drink, I guess. So he definitely uh, – he's the one that kind of keeps the moment. And even just the plays he made sometimes where we'd make a stupid turnover and he was able to either get the ball back immediately or even just knock the ball out of bounds so that that way they couldn't get a fast break. It was always just some big momentum killer he would make. So He, he is so fun to watch with his defense. He, if, if he could ever learn to, to finish at the basket – at a high level. Oh my goodness. That would be great. That first layup was just <laughs> I know. Pathetic. And it was such a great it was such a great steal that he had where he stripped it on the handoff and then he gets down there and just can't put it in the basket. But Yeah, he's just worried about getting blocked. Yeah. Early in the game I uh was a little worried because I watched it on delay. I heard like the post game show and stuff and then afterwards I had to go back and rewatch it because I uh, was busy in the evening. But I was confused because people talked about Hagen's playing so well. And the first little bit, I just saw him take a bunch of shots and none of them went in. And I was like, when does he start playing well? But his defense was awesome. Later on, some of his uh, shots started to fall. And, uh, I think my most hated shot ever is either a Khalil Whitney shot or a <laughs> uh, Hagen's just walk down the court and pull up for three. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of tired of seeing him just walk down and pull up a three. Yeah. Maxie, though, played great in this game. I, I really – I think something Maxie did different in this game than he has in others is he seems to like to put his head down and just charge at the basket and leave it up to the ref. There's going to be contact. Is it a charge? Is it a block? And it seemed like this game, more than games in the past, he went to that floater. Um, and that seemed to be really effective for him. He hit at least three or four uh, during the game. I thought that was a really good change to see in his game. Yeah, he's uh, definitely come along. I mean, he's he's definitely played the best in the big time games, but uh, that was it was impressive to see him. I mean, even early on, he took a couple threes early, and they weren't falling. And you could tell he made a mindset of whether it was Cal or him getting to him, and he decided, all right, I'm done shooting threes. I'm just going to start going to the basket. And it worked out pretty well for him. He's very very good at going to the rim, and he's got a lot of finesse to him. Yeah. And regardless of how well we did play in the game, at the half, we were down by, what, nine points? And that was only because six. six well, so nine, and then it was six because uh, Hagen's hit that three right there at the end. What do you think about the, the Georgia players celebrating like they had won the Super Bowl at halftime of a regular season conference game? <laughs> it don't bother me. I mean, they should be pumped. I mean, I get it that Hagen's hit the three, but that uh, backdoor pass they had with the dunk was pretty slick. Um, yeah. I mean, they had every right to be pumped because – their superstar hadn't really played all that well and they were still winning the game. And so I, I didn't have a problem with it. And we really did have a bad ending to that 
first half because uh, it was it was pretty close oh, yeah. until two minutes left in the game or in, in the half and then they jump out to that nine point lead um and Hagens we got lucky and he hit the three to get it a little closer um but it was good that three was a very over or underrated three because that goes you hit they hit that three and then all of a sudden they get you know um five quick points start the second half or something and now you're down 14 it's a different ball game Oh yeah, nine point deficit at half and six point deficit at half is a big difference there. Yeah. Um, but we ended up playing great down the stretch, able to come back and win comfortably uh, by nine points there. I was pretty impressed with Anthony Edwards. He's a, a pretty great uh, basketball player. wasn't able to bring his team to a victory, um, but I hadn't had the chance to see him before, and he's he's fun to watch. Yeah, he is pretty good to watch. He's a uh... He puts his head down and goes to the basket and um, is locked in. He's uh, he's pretty slick. And he had a, that one shot he had on Sestina, a little crossover step back was silky smooth. So mm-hmm. I was impressed by it. Yeah, very much so. Um, this was a good win for us, one by nine uh, against a team that's got a really good player like Anthony Edwards. First true road game, I believe, and that was good to see the the team respond in the way they did. Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that we now have not just all freshmen, that we do have some guys that, for Kentucky, are upperclassmen, you know, Hagen's having returned, Richard's having returned, things like that? I think it helps some. I think – I also just think that uh, the fact that Hagen's is from right there, that yeah. he was going to be locked in and just knowing that his teammates were going to be locked in just to help him get a get a win against his home home team and is basically hometown so that always helps too but i mean it's, i think i saw something where they've won the first row game now three years in a row that's awesome um, i know that something like that so it's, it's shocking i would have never thought that but yeah well, got him ready to play i guess and i think the game also showed like you were mentioning earlier that richards is not a, a fluke we can't pretend like he's the nick richards oh, yeah. of the last couple years he's he's the one that has been our Maybe not the most talented player, but I think definitely the most consistent um, player, at least on offense, because Maxie has some great games, and that's helpful, but then he disappears sometimes. And Hagens is always great defensively, but doesn't always show up um, scoring the ball. And I think Richards is just, I don't know, he, he is the difference in our season being what it is now mm-hmm. and our season being closer to what North Carolina's season is right now with uh, their their many losses that they have. Yeah, he's uh for as much people hate to say it, he's definitely the key to the team so far this year. At times, you gotta look at the team the way they play when he's on the floor and off the floor. And I don't, it's not so much he's the best player. I think it's just there's that much of a drop off between him to Montgomery or Sestina. So yeah. there's not a whole lot behind him. Yeah, got another game coming up on Saturday at noon. We'll play Alabama at home. Before we go though, I got one more question for you about the games, but not really about our play. Um, the I've noticed in, in sports, uh, sporting events that are televised in the last, like, year or two, they do a lot of these split-screen commercials. Have you noticed that to where, like, you're watching mm-hmm. the game and then they go to a timeout, and instead of it just going to commercial, it's like you see them in the timeout, and then you also see the commercial on the other side. I thought that was – it was interesting because it, it, it almost, like, plays – I guess the marketing thing is – you won't, you're not as likely to change the channel to something else because you feel like it's coming back sooner. Do those bother you at all? Or are they just different? Does it, does it matter? Uh, 
it don't bother me. I mean, usually when a commercial comes on during a UK game, I'm usually that's when I go to Twitter and see what everybody else is saying. So I'm not really paying attention. Or if there's another ball game on, I'm usually trying to run two games at a time. So UK is on commercial. I'll flip kind of back to another one and see what's going on with it. Yeah, it was cool. I liked the um, uh, in the Georgia game when they interviewed uh, was it Kirby Smart is their coach, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought I thought it was cool. Like he seemed because George is obviously much more successful at football than they are basketball at this point. But he seemed like he didn't even want to do the interview because he was actually watching the game and seemed to be genuinely involved in that. I think that's cool. Whenever coaches of different sports are looking like they're just cheering for their team, like when Cal Tuts in his post game comments said something about Lynn Bowden, or whenever Mark Stoops is saying, you know, we had to follow up that big U of L win that the basketball team had with the the belt bowl i think that kind of stuff is is cool wherever you see it getting yeah. a whole university sports uh um department together is a pretty neat thing yeah it's it's definitely a pretty cool neat thing for sure yeah well steven i think that's all the time we got thanks for joining and we'll do another one next week sounds good see you there all right see you guys